So we're like two, I think we're about two months into this whole brand new chapter of my life, this entrepreneurial venture, this first time since I've been an adult that I'm not employed by somebody else. And I thought I would share some lessons that I've learned in the last two months, and there have been a ton. And one of the headlines I'll share right away is the value of sharing, the value of sharing. And I think there are probably some takeaways for you, no matter what you do, whether you're a, uh, a leader of a, a law, you know, inside a mid-level manager, a supervisor, a senior executive inside a large corporation, or whether you are, um, um, you, you own the business that you're in, or you're leading an organization at church or nonprofit or whatever. I think, I think you'll find some lessons in this. So let's go. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Okay, so we are, we've got just a little bit of time left. Like the days are numbered at the time I'm recording this. The days are numbered where you can get a massive discount on my first ever online course. It's called The Leader Playbook, and it is the course that goes along with my first book that was published last year called Decide to Lead. Many of you have read it, and um, it's it's been it's been way more successful than I expected. Yeah, it's still not anywhere near like those uh, those bestsellers that Simon Sinek and Barack Obama <laughs> put out. But uh, but it's done it's done pretty good for a guy that uh, that is. Uh, uh, unknown to the world. Uh, anyway, so I've created this content and it's me teaching in front of a digital flip chart as if you're in the room, if, as if you're in my home office and we're, we're talking about leadership and there are takeaways, action items out of every module. And this isn't hours and hours and hours of content. You don't have time to consume that, but it's, it's videos and content that I hope will help you be more effective as a leader. So whether you want to purchase it for you and check it out, or whether you want to buy for your team. You can get it for over 25% off um, as part of the pre-purchase. And uh, to do that, the link is in the show notes. Just swipe up or over and tap on the link and you can go purchase it um, for over 25% off or just go to russhill.me. Russhill, my name, dot M-E. Okay. Um, so I wanted to just kind of check in with you. And since this is my podcast, I kind of get to talk about whatever I want, right? And so this one's going to be a little bit less formal, just kind of stream of consciousness on some things that I've been experiencing and thinking and learning over the last two months since I left the firm that I worked at for um, the last however many years. And uh, it's the first time in my life that I've been uh, self-employed. And I am I am building a firm with others. There are going to be other people in, involved in it. Um, all that will be sorted out in the weeks and months and years ahead. But I know I won't be I won't be a solopreneur. All uh, because that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be on my own. I wanted to create the company on my own and then kind of get a feel for it 
and then add people and build it out from there. And so um, let me just give you a quick update and then I want to share. Maybe, maybe you'll find some interest in that um, and uh, and maybe <laughs> maybe you won't. But um, I know for me, listening to this kind of stuff is really interesting because it gives me insight into what other people are experiencing and what they've learned and what they're struggling with and what's been easier than they thought or harder than they thought. And so not that you may already be an entrepreneur, you may have launched your business 20 years ago and you have a massive um, business now, or you might be a, uh, a senior executive of a fortune 100 company. I know we've got a bunch of you listening and, uh, and you don't have a desire to be an entrepreneur. So what value could you get out of this? I think you'll still find value as far as um, increasing your brand and building your brand, which will absolutely open up opportunity for you in the months and years ahead. Um, regardless of whether you want to do a side hustle, launch your own business, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's about how do you create value and grow your career. Hopefully you'll, you'll get some lessons out of it. So um, a couple of years ago, well, whenever it was, I need to go back so I know exactly when it was. Um, but over, over two years ago, I launched this podcast and my idea in launching this podcast was, man, I am having some incredible experiences, um, in, in all these cities, I'm flying around the globe. I'm, I'm, I'm not home nearly enough and I'm on these planes and I'm going from city to city to city, like a total road warrior, like a lot of consultants. Let me just give you a picture of this because you may not understand it. Like when I used to hire consultants back in my days when I was an executive at a media company. So, you know, there were different exec, different consultants with different expertise or value that they brought to us that I would hire that I had on a retainer. Right. And um, and they um, they would come in and do market visits, usually once a quarter, twice a year, whatever it might be. And, uh, and they would come in for several days. So we'd, we'd, I'd take them to a Suns game, a Phoenix Suns game, or we'd go out to dinner one night. They'd hang out. They'd meet with some of my other managers, my other leaders. They'd report back to me. They'd meet with my boss, whatever it might be. But they would spend several days in the market um, when they came on a market visit. Well, my experience as a consultant over the last however many years is not like that. Uh, uh, two nights in the same city is ext- what was extremely rare. So what would happen is, you know, our our going rate was was pretty high, and <laughs> that's that's what I could say. And so so you would sign a, a multi year agreement if you were an executive at a, a large corporation, a Fortune five hundred company. Typically, you'd sign a, an agree a, a contract with us, and then we would come in periodically, depending on whether you wanted us to keynote at your sales conference with 2000 reps or leaders in the room, or whether you wanted us to come facilitate a, a, a meeting with a leadership team that was having some troubles in a specific division of yours or wh- whatever it might be. Um, you would have us come in and, and we would typically come in and meet with you for half a day. We being myself and other members of our project team. And so there would be two, three, four of us on a project team as far as the field team that came out to you. And so we'd fly in myself or a few of us. We'd fly in the night before we typically get in. I would typically arrive in a city usually after seven, often after nine or 10 o'clock at night, sometimes after midnight, land, get to the airport or get to the, uh, the hotel and uh, and then usually if there was another member of the team there, we would huddle in the hotel and and 
in one of our rooms or down in the lobby or wherever. And that, that huddle would typically take place at 11, uh, 10.30, 11.30 at night, really late. And, um, and so we'd kind of finalize our thoughts for the next day. Then I, then I get up, we'd all get up and we'd, we'd head over to the, the meeting, wherever we were meeting, typically there at seven o'clock in the morning, whatever it might be. And keep in mind different time zones, not just in the U S but internationally. And so, yeah, that plays into it. So you're up at seven o'clock or six o'clock their time. You're there on, on site at seven. Then then the meeting runs till noon or it runs till 5 p.m. And then you're racing to the airport and you're heading off to the next city, whether it's in usually in the same, usually in the U.S., but sometimes in another country. And then it just repeats. And that might be Tuesday through Thursday. That might be Monday through Thursday. That's a or Monday through Friday. That'd be a really rough week. Um, but typically two or three days a week, that's what you're doing. So it's intense. You're like, I mean, when you say road warrior, it's really road warrior. So that's what I would do. And, and during that time, I'm having these incredible experiences from Amazon to, you know, you know, up in Seattle to Walmart and Bentonville to, um, different organizations all over the world and and from from manufacturing companies to food services companies to retail companies to uh, restaurant chains to hospital systems to insurance companies to just goes on and on and on right so you're you're having all these experiences and I'm like man this is incredible and the clients are getting tons of value because we're sharing, I'm sharing stories. Hey, just two days ago, I was with a leadership team of a manufacturing company and here's what they're dealing with. And the client's like, wow, that's so interesting. That's what we're dealing with. How are they solving it? And you're sharing all of this. You're in this lab. You've heard me call it that before, this leadership lab, and you're sharing it. Well, in the middle of that, I decided I need, like, I need to share what I'm observing, what I'm learning, what I'm seeing, because why am I only sharing it with clients? There are more people who are out there who could be interested in this. So, I, and, and I've got my media background and was on the air for over 15 years of my life um, doing radio or television. And so I've got this love of media and content, and whatever else. And, and, uh, and so I started creating these podcasts. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say the client name and I'd give as few details as possible, but I could till, still tell the story, right? And I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't put any marketing into it. I didn't do anything. I just, I literally like just started putting out an episode and I, I might mention it on Instagram, might mention it on Facebook um, and whatever. And, you know, there were just, I, I don't know how many people were listening in those early days. I didn't care. I just was creating. I was sharing what I was learning. And, and you know, there's no response back, but I'm used to that because like when I was in radio, I'd be sitting in a studio with nobody else talking into a microphone like I'm doing right now. I can't see the audience and I don't know how many people are listening right now, but my job is to create great content and be compelling and entertaining and give them something to think about and add value. And, and you can't see the audience and then you get off the air and you go about your, your, your things, right? You just do what you do. And then the ratings would come out and you kind of know, okay, the audience seems to be growing, but, or, or shrinking or steady. And, but those weren't scientific, like radio ratings are just, the system is incredibly archaic still to this day. TV is better, but not even that great. And, uh, and both of them, the audiences are declining, right? But, um, but so I was used to that. So recording, my point is recording a podcast and not knowing who was out there, how many people were listening and not being able to see or hear from them or anything. It didn't really matter to me. 
Like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't cause any reaction into me. It didn't discourage me. It didn't motivate me to do anything. I'm just putting out this content and it was irregular. And sometimes I'd go months without doing an episode, which everyone will tell you, you can't build an audience in a podcast. if You don't have a regular cadence. I still struggle with that today and it driving me nuts and I'm going to get better at it very soon. Uh, but I, but I put out content a lot more than I used to. You, you won't go a week without getting an episode from me now, but I, I, I want to transition to a day. I, I have gotten to every Monday and Wednesday. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, but I've slipped out of that and I'm going to get back to it. So anyway, um, I started sharing. My point is I started sharing and, um, and then I, then I, over time would get, got into LinkedIn because I found that to be valuable. And so I'd post, post some comments or I'd post a video, I'd make a quick 30 second video of me teaching something real quick. And I'd, you know, even in a hotel room, I'd, I'd re- hit, hit record on my iPhone and just re- look into the camera and share an observation, then upload it to YouTube before I left the hotel room in the morning. I'd wake up half an hour earlier before a meeting with clients and I'd post that video and a couple of, you know, some sentences with it and go. And, and like three people would like it, you know what I mean? Like the engagement numbers on LinkedIn are, are worse than any other platform. And yet the value of who's seeing it is enormous. I share it on Instagram. I get 25 or 45 or 125 likes. Great. But a lot of those are, are whatever you're not, they're not business leads. Usually on LinkedIn, man, these are executives. These are potential clients. These are whatever. And, uh, and most people on LinkedIn and all social media platforms, what I've discovered, and you know, this is they don't click, they're, they're silent lurkers, right? You, I'm sure you do this like I do, where you don't like, and you don't comment, but you did see it. And so I started to get in, especially when, um, COVID hit, I'd get into these virtual meetings with fortune 50 companies. And as we're waiting to get ready to start, we're on zoom or WebEx or Microsoft teams or whatever. Some executive would be on the room and say, be in the room, virtual room and say, Hey Russ, uh, by the way, I loved your LinkedIn post yesterday. That was so awesome. Well, they'd never liked it. They'd never commented on it. I had no idea they were seeing it. And then someone would mention a podcast episode to me or shoot me an email or send me a direct message. I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. That person's listening. Well, so let me get to the punchline here. So I leave the firm and go out on my own two months ago. Well, a funny thing happened. Um, a good number of you podcast listeners reached out to me and said, hey, Russ, you know, I I heard you talk about how you've launched your own firm. Um, I'm interested in like, what does that look like? And now you're doing executive coaching. Would you coach somebody at our size organization? I know you've been working with fortune 500 companies and, and, and actually some of the people that reached out to me are executives at fortune 500 companies and others are entrepreneurs, people that own businesses, maybe with, you know, I'm I'm just thinking through several of them right now with 1500 employees another one's got, um, 6,000 employees. Another one's got 150 employees. Another one's got less than that. I mean, just, so it's across the, it's across the spectrum. So I'm getting these direct messages like on LinkedIn, hey, Russ, I heard this. Can I'd love to chat with you more about it. Well, and then I got some people on LinkedIn that see my post and, and they reached out to me. And I'm at the point, you all, in less than two months, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything else. I'm just giving you a perspective because it might be interesting if you haven't been through this before. I'm at the point now, two months in, where I have um, more than replaced my income. 
in less than two months. And I'm at the point, I, I, I in fact, I, I yesterday morning spent a little bit of time on my digital whiteboard flip chart just drawn out. Okay, this is what the revenue looks like. This is what, yada, you know, this, that, and the other. Is it time to stop accepting new clients? Two months in. Like, that is such a blessing. That is, like, I get emotional just thinking about it. Um, how fortunate I am. And, uh, and so I'm thinking, well, do I jack up the rate? Do I double it? Um, which will naturally reduce demand. And, uh, and because I don't want to overcommit myself and I have a certain lifestyle I want to live too. Not only that, but I don't want to just consult. I want to create content. This will be a future episode. I, I don't, I don't want to just create services. I want to create products. Because products people can purchase without it taking my time. In other words, I can create a, an online course for you. Look, I pay tens of thousands of dollars. I pay tens of thousands of dollars to Russell Brunson. And he doesn't consult me one-on-one. I've never met him. I've never been on a call with him. But it gives me access to his online content. So he's creating a video or he's on Facebook in a private Facebook group. He's doing a quick live on something he's thinking about right now, or he's putting out a, a message and he, he brings so much value to me, helping me the way I think and has impacted my career in so many ways, my ability to lead and create that it's, it's absolutely worth it. And so you think about the scale of what he's creating. Like if I'm paying that much and he's got hundreds of other people paying that much, like he, he's not selling his time. He's selling a product. He's selling this online content. And so that's where I'm ultimately going because my purpose, my, what drives me is to help as many leaders as possible. When I have a leader that says, man, that really helped me. That really caused me to think differently. That, that gave me ideas that, 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 that there was value in that, that like is my crack cocaine, right? That's the, the, um, the, the drugs that just like motivate me. It's the high that I experience. And so I can only reach so many people through a consulting service or through a coaching, um, service, right? So I'm still accepting that I'm still doing it. Uh, I'm still going to take on a few more clients cause I, I just want to, and I, it, it feels like my gut says, yeah, accept a few more and, uh, and don't, 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 don't change that yet. And then I'll cut it off. Um, and, and, and because then I want to create products. And so I'll keep working. I've got to keep working closely with a certain number of executives and organizations and, and business owners. And then I, and then I've just got to cut it off because then it gets into my, I'm overcommitted. My calendar is too crazy and lifestyle is super important to me. It's one of the reasons I made this transition was I don't want to live that life of travel that I outlined to you just a few minutes ago. I don't, I don't ever want to do that again. I love traveling. I'm, I've got several trips booked over the next few weeks. I did a podcast just a few weeks ago. You heard the episode if you listened a few episodes ago where I just left a uh, a plant in Atlanta. And um, and so I'm still on the run. I love doing that. But I but now I'm spending two or three days with a client at a time. Like I'm flying in and I'm actually breathing. <laughs> I'm actually able to spend some more time with them. And, and that's the lifestyle I want. I don't want this road warrior of city to city to city to city, country to country to country. Um, so anyway, my um, takeaway for you, uh, hopefully you've already had some thoughts as it pertains to you. 
Um, let me get a little bit more direct and give you some ideas that that um, you might consider if, if they haven't come to you already. And that is, um, what are you sharing? What are you, what, what content are you creating? What value are you adding? And are you keeping that to too small of a group? Like it, uh, your current clients should be getting your best stuff, right? But y- your potential clients, how much access do they have to you? How, how much value do they see? How, how are you building your um, awareness, either you personally or your brand? Well, how are you building that? And if you're an executive in a large corporation, is it just your direct boss who has line of sight to the real value you're adding? Like, how are you, how are you distributing that further so that you're not just visible to your company? One of the, one of the big ahas for me in, in leaving corp, the corporate world, which I've worked in for the last, for my whole career, you know, medium-sized businesses. I guess I worked in a, in a small business, family-owned for three years. But outside of that, I've worked for larger, well, corporations. And, um, and certainly companies that acted like big-time corporations. In the media business, I was in that, you know, um, a national broadcast company. But um, one of the things I've learned or observed or thought about in the last couple of months is, man, I, I was way, I put way, I, I was living on the edge. Like I gave, I surrendered way too much control to my employer and because they knew the value that I had, but just one decision by them and I'm toast. And, and so I am so grateful that a couple of years ago, I made that decision of, you know what? I'm going to start sharing. I don't know who's going to listen besides my mom, but I'm going to start sharing some of my observations. And then over time, guess what? A lot of you started listening to this podcast and then you started getting value out of it. And that's turned into some cool things. And then these posts on LinkedIn, and I don't know what it looks like for you to share value, but I just, I just want you to think about that. Um, If if you're in a large corporation, what are you doing to make yourself visible outside of the small circle that you're in? And maybe you want to be at the corporation you're at for another 20 or 30 years, but wow, are you giving them a lot of power? And if somebody gets in the wrong mood or makes a judgment about you that you don't think is accurate or fair or right, it, it could have a really negative impact. And so whether, the, whether, whether you, you're, whether for some of you, this might be about networking. Oh, I need to make sure I'm contacting and connecting with people outside of this. Yeah. So you want to expand the group of people who see you as having tremendous value as being an expert in this space as somebody who's got wisdom and experience and whatever that looks like. And, and you want to be able to share what, however that looks um, with more people, potential clients, potential employers, potential whatever it is, um, my my point to you would be just to think about that. I have found a, uh, I have I'm so glad I leaned into that. I found so much value in it. And so, whatever industry you're in, whatever position you're in, I, I would have you I would have you think about that. And I think it applies to every single one of you, no matter what your role, your industry, any of that. So that's what's on my mind um, today. Okay, um, next episode is uh, the longtime HR, human resources uh, executive leader, chief people officer, talent officer of Chick-fil-A. 
uh, Deanne Turner. I loved my conversation with Deanne and uh, I'm excited to bring it to you. So that's coming up in just a couple of days. If you have not subscribed to this podcast and you find value in it, just tap on that follow button or subscribe button in whatever app you're listening to. And, uh, and even better than that, if you find value in it, we tell somebody, we mention it to somebody that, Hey, you, you might want to listen to this, whether it's a family member, a spouse, a peer of yours, a colleague, a client, whomever it might be, that would be so meaningful to me because my mission, my purpose, what brings me joy is helping more leaders. So you can always direct message me as well. If you've got reaction to this, you want to send me a comment, a question, or um, whatever it might be, just connect with me on LinkedIn. And, uh, and the link to do that is in the show notes, or you can just look me up, Russ Hill uh, on LinkedIn. There aren't a whole lot of us on that network. All right. Hope you're all healthy. Hope you're doing well. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, did you get my email? Some of you might not know this. I'm now sending out a weekly email. It's an article that I think could benefit leaders. Something, the topic that's on my mind where I go more in depth on and write a weekly article about, you can subscribe for free to it at russhill.me. Russhill, my name, dot M-E. You can also at that site find out more details about coaching sprints that I'm offering as well as the brand new course. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.